And welcome everyone to Preferred Lies, the official podcast of New Hampshire Golf. I'm your host, Dave Long, and we have a special program today. We are in uh, Ports at Portsmouth Country Club for the State Amateur Golf Tournament. It's the opening day of the medal play. And uh, we have two special guests, and of course the mayor of New Hampshire Golf, Scott Peters, is here in his <laughs> micromanagement uh, self today. Uh, but anyway, uh, Brett Wilson is with us. He shot 72 today. Brett, welcome to the program. Thank you. Happy to be here. Happy with the round? Yeah. Yeah. I, it was a, The golf course is great. It's a great day. Sunny, not raining for a change. So, yeah, thrilled. Yeah, Matt uh, Schmidt, who's wandering around out here, didn't look like he was going to have a nervous breakdown today because of the weather. He and does worry about the weather. He does. Well, and, he's uh, got red hair and Irish skin, so I mean, <laughs> he should be scared of the sun. He's also... <laughs> Going to be with us, I think, at some point. But he's also got a Notre Dame green. Uh, he does have the Fighting Irish Glow jersey today, yeah. uh, uh, shirt on today. Does he so. have it going? What's that? Does he have that going? He does have that going. Of course, he's an alum of Notre Dame and very proud oh, of it. Yes, oh, that's no, impressive. No. Notre so Dame, great academic school. He's got a little lep- leprechaun tattoo somewhere, but we'll talk and, about that and, later. And okay. he's, a, he's a second generation on top of that. Right. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. As well, I should mention that Brett plays at Aquachico Country Club and the Golf Club of New England. And joining us as well is Tyler Kelly, who's playing in his first state amateur golf tournament. And uh, a little nervous today going out? Uh, extremely. Uh, hands were trembling on the first tee. Decided to snap hook the first uh, ball. Somehow found it, hit a provisional. Uh, hands were trembling on that uh, ball as well. Looked back at my friend Tom Keene, who's a, a family friend, and he said, he smiled at me, and I, I'm not sure what I did looking back at him, but I turned around, <laughs> tried to put the ball on the tee, and just tried to get going. As Somehow a, found the first ball and, and moved on. So, Tyler, to remind us, how old are you? I'm 42. So, a rookie yeah. at 42. Aren't yeah. many rookies at 42, yeah. but no. you know what? Uh, as like someone who competes. Yeah. Very admirable. I mean, 42-36, that was awesome. I'm thrilled for him. Yes, got out in 42, came back in 36. Having the home court advantage as a member of Portsmouth Country Club didn't help, or did it help today? Not so much playing, but going off the first tee. It helped Probably worse going off the first tee. You know what? I don't even know if the home course advantage was relevant with the first tee shot. Because really, the nerves were there, you know what I mean? It definitely helped with where to hit it after that um, and where to putt it. But the nerves on the front nine were so different for me than the nerves on the back nine. I just took the turn, and I felt like a different golfer. And the, the first nine, that four-foot putts felt like they were 12-footers th- with four feet of break. <laughs> you know, they just felt different. And it was it was, it was was weird but fun at the same time. And then uh, my, Maddie Keene, who's a great friend of mine, my wife and my son met me for 7, 8, 9. And it, was, it almost calmed me down. Like I was trying to keep my son calm not to mess up the other two guys in my group. <laughs> and it was great to see them in the fun. And then they left after the ninth hole, and then I kind of just, it kind of sent me in a different path. But it was just so great to be here today. Now, both of you guys, Scott and Brett, have played in this tournament many times before. How do you feel in the first tee? Is it any different than the first time you did it, Brett? Well, it's funny. Listening to him, you know, every four-footer feels like a 12-footer with four feet. So true. It doesn't matter how many times you play in it. It's uh, Tournament golf is far and away a different field. Well, as they say, there's golf and then there's tournament golf. And yeah. and, and if you don't play tournament golf, I, it's it, it's hard to explain what that means because, to Tyler's point, he's played this golf course a thousand times, a million, however many times. And yet, it was the first time you've ever teed it up in this sort of format. And the emotions are... I mean, everything's going so fast. We were laughing about a four-and-a-half-hour round. It's amazing to think you play that long and everything's going really fast. 
and so it's it's just very different and and uh, to sort of try and gain some composure and sort of relax is really really difficult and you know and you're an athlete right so you played a lot of sports but you've never played golf in this sort of atmosphere it's really hard yeah I think golf is different as you just said but I mean Getting up on that first tee, I haven't played a lot of tournament golf, but I did play one time. I'm, I'm from Long Island, and a friend of mine's grandfather got myself and him. We were just starting, relatively just started playing golf, and we're playing at this place called the Crescent Club uh, on the North Shore, and it was a JC tournament. So, like, every good kid player in Long Island was there. So And you? And, and me. But to make it worse... To make it worse, <laughs> guess who was the first person to tee off in the tournament was me. So I'm getting up there. So I you're mean, a mess. I mean, you're, you're a scared, mess. Scared, right? And I'm going to tell you, Jerry Ford, the former president, took this from me because I hit the exact shot off the tee that he hit in many tournaments, especially the Bobo. Picked somebody off lining the tee, so it was it was nerve wracking. Right. So and there's fact, no as a matter substitute. Fact, I think it ruined me for life because it, it decked my golf forever as a result. Although wow. So that's the scar we're referencing whenever we're <laughs> yes, on the yes. podcast. Well, it's good to have him. But, you know, we've talked about this before, Dave. You know, um, as people play a lot of sports, as, as all these guys have, every other sport you can at least, you know, you're nervous, you're feeling uncomfortable, but you can always work your, your butt off and play great defense. And so effort is always a huge asset in every other sport you play. Effort in golf is, on, in some ways, you could argue is is a negative because trying harder doesn't help you play yep. better, and so you need to sort of find your way with that. Right, trying harder is not a good thing necessarily in golf. Would you agree? It can definitely be counterproductive. You can you can overthink it, and uh, you know, you know, racing mind is not a good thing right. on the golf course. Totally agree, and and it doesn't allow you to be an athlete, which ultimately you want to be. Right. right, and so I used to have this stupid little phrase: "I try really hard to not try," which was my way of saying getting out of my own way, so to speak. And my guess is you had a really hard time, Tyler, on the front nine doing oh, that. Oh, my driver was all over the map, and so Maddie Keen, who's a good friend of mine, I mentioned before, we were on seven, and I hooked it in the left trees, and I played up the eighth hole. I've been to your point of playing a thousand rounds here. I've never played up the eighth hole in my life. Right? Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> and I hit it up the eighth hole. That's hilarious. And then I had a wedge in and had a two putt par. And, and we played eight. Eight's, eight's a different, you know, short, obviously, par three. And then on nine, he goes, hey, slow it down. And he goes, all right, not this hole, but the next hole. Because you don't want to hit, you don't want to hook it on nine. And I got to 10, and I just said, slow it down. I was just everything. I felt like I was slow, but I was still fast. Yeah. And I got yeah. to the 10th tee, and I. And I still I hit a hook on ten, but it was in the left rough, and then on eleven, straight, straight. Are we straight. going hole by hole? Yeah. You think with Tyler? No, no, not God, no, not we're, at all, not yet. It sounds like we're going to okay. do that. No, <laughs> we're going to do that. My point <laughs> was, it took me till ten to figure it out. Right. That's nine holes it's to hard. figure out my driver. Let me mention two things before we go forward. One, we are in the restaurant at Portsmouth mm-hmm. Country Club, so you can hear some ambient no- noise in the background, which I kind of like. Makes us feel like it's the nineteenth hole. Of the it's action. a perfect place. Yes, yeah. the nineteenth hole, and they may have the best music ever in a nineteenth hole. Born to Run is you playing get, now. They had they had John Mellencamp. They had Live and Let Die with the Wings on before. So anyway, that's number <laughs> one and number two. So I don't get killed by Ned Waters. I want to say that the presenting sponsor of Preferred Lies is Golf and Ski Warehouse uh, just down the road from where we are at Portsmouth Country Club, by the way, in Greenland. But for the best selection, service, and savings, swing by. 
by Goffin Speed we Warehouse in Hudson, sound effects, down the road at <laughs> Greenland and West Lebanon, New Hampshire, and up the road in Scarborough, Maine. Learn more about all the great things to get at Golf and Ski and get directions at GolfSkiWarehouse.com. All right. We're not going to go hole by hole, but what I want to go by is what, when you, uh, what's, Brett, I'll ask you first. You've played here many times. Have you ever won, you've won the Seacoast title five times, right? Have you won here? You I've, must never, have, I've never won, I've won the Seacoast here. Right. I've never won the State Amp. No. No. And he's a mid oh, champion right. as well. The, the Seacoast goes around from different, different what, what are the three? It's 11 courses. There, there's 11 host clubs, and it's a 54-hole event, so there's three different host clubs every year. Oh, okay. All right. So you won when it was here, though? Yep. All right. So that might be a good omen. So you are at uh, 72. Ryan Quinn is the leader at the moment in medal play with a Who one Tyler played with. That's correct. With, with Tyler. That's, uh, that's so Tyler, you're going to take partial responsibility for that. Coach them up all day. That's right. <laughs> Home course advantage. But anyway, so so uh, anyway, the course guys, right? I mean, it. it uh, I did not play, but it looks. Look, I've heard it's firm, it's fast, not much of a breeze. So in many ways, it was a good scoring day. But thoughts on the golf course? It's in phenomenal condition, and the weather could not have been better. So I think that um, you know, for scoring conditions, the greens were very firm. Um, and relatively fast, uh, but I think the golf course was there to be had today. Yep. So I would be surprised if someone doesn't come in. And they had the uh, tees that you were mentioning, reasonable distance. No, yeah, they, they, they could they be weren't as long all the way as you back, right. Yeah, sure. They could they could definitely play the golf course longer. But I thought the golf course played very fair. You know, there weren't the pins weren't tricked up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they they have to get however many people through the entire golf course. The sure. tee time starts seven thirty. I think the last tee times at two fifteen. It's it's a really long day for the New Hampshire Golf Association, all the volunteers out there, and a lot of the people that, you know, it's a long day out there. It on is the golf a long course. day. It's uh, a lot so, of golfers, yeah. Um, you know, I think the golf course will provide them options over the, w- the course of the week, uh, but I thought it was very fair today, and, and um, it's just a fun day to be out there. So, Tyler, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was um, totally fair. Um, was it any different than you would play it on a normal day and a day out? That's what I was going to ask. A uh, little deeper, obviously. A little deeper on a bunch of holes. You mean um, lengthwise. Lengthwise. Yep. You know, so maybe we added 200 yards, yep. which isn't, you know, so 67 from the whites normally. Yep. I think we played at 69, which is what they said coming yep. in, that you were going to play it from. And so help me, if it was all the way back, it would be? 71 and change. Okay, so it's like kind of a hybrid yep. distance. So they brought it in a little bit. Um, traditional wind, so going out to the peninsula, it was in your face. Coming back home, it was with you. So yep. traditional wind. Yep. I think it's going to change a little bit in the next two days, so that'll change for folks. Sure. Um, so if you know the wind, you can play that a little bit. Yep. But it, it, you know, a couple shots. You said to Brett's point, it's firm and it's a little firm and fast, so you can't be mit- hitting middle of the green. Which is yeah. kind of refreshing here because yeah. you know we've had a wet spring, yeah. and yeah. so to hear that it's firm and fast is. Suggests obviously weather's changed a little bit, but but speaks to the challenge out there. And I would definitely say there's a premium to hitting the ball in the fairway. You know, with the greens being as firm as they are and the roughs up a little bit, um, your chances of holding the greens uh, are, are very slim if you're going to miss the fairway. Well, I, I'm I'm glad to hear that because ultimately my view of Portsmouth is you you can kind of hit it anywhere if you will off the tee. And I I don't mean anywhere, but I mean it's fairly wide Fact. open off the tee, and yet. If, if you've now made the fairways a premium, then that sort of eliminates that phrase. Sure. You were talking about defense earlier. I think if you if you miss the fairway today, 
you were definitely playing defense. Uh, that, that was my experience sure. out there. In the, I, I drove the ball generally very well today. Uh, with the exceptions where I didn't, I was definitely playing defense. So middle of the green was your best. Tr- trying to hit it, yep. you know, leave myself 40 feet for birdie. Yeah. Or you know, I had to get up and down for par. I think the course. Sorry, just to give a quick uh, kind of uh, rah rah. But Greg Dubois, superintendent, Portsmouth Country Club, he has got this course leading up to this point with the wet spring we've had in perfect condition. That's great. And he was he was slow playing it to this point. Well, you know, the beauty of that is they can now control how it plays the rest of the week. Yeah. Sure. Right. And so my guess is, I know Matt's talked about this leading up to the week. It'll probably play a little easier the first two days, and my guess is progressively it will get more challenging. Yeah. It'll play longer, all that stuff. I was talking to Bill Andrews, the pro, uh, before we got started here, long before since I had to work on the technicality <laughs> of the thing, which I started about 4 o'clock, I mean, no, 11 o'clock today. But anyway, he was telling me that uh, along our lines, we were talking about what a terrible spring it was and how many courses had a tough time this year. He said from, the, from just the jump, it's been in great shape here all the way along. It really has. I mean, it's been it's been super wet. So, for instance, in league, I played a Wednesday night league with the boys. Stevie Cronin, who's a past guy who's competed in these AMs to the final, you know, round many years. My first New Hampshire amateur match ever. But anyway, with go Stevie ahead. Cronin, Steve Cronin. Right. I mean, he's okay. a long time. You yeah, know, to Scotty's point before about I did actually have long, to win, but did you hit it? Yeah, long time athlete. You know, Saint Portsmouth guy, Saint Thomas grad, long time athlete, competitor. And so he's a, he's he's our league league captain, and he's been playing it up a bunch of the year. And he's a he's a truest, right? So he's a he's a guy who plays it as it is. And all year we've been playing it up. So preferred so lies, wet, preferred lies, which never happens. But it's been so wet every right. time, you know. So that's to interesting. That, to your point, that it's finally now. Really, we've only hit summer in the last two weeks, right? The the, the summer really? just came last. So week. yeah, last week, right? Right. So right. Yeah. You finally arrived. Yeah. Um, you know, talking about playing all the. Uh, Playing the whole round back in your head, I ran into Danny Arvanitis in the parking lot. Who uh, I saw him, I was, saw him yesterday and was talking to him, and he was talking about how how important driving was going to be, length was going to be, and he sure. didn't think he had a chance to compete. And he shot 80 today, so I said, "So what happened?" He says, "I drove it great. I couldn't putt, which is what he wasn't worried about." So. <laughs> it's such a nature anyway. of the game, right? I mean, it's so funny. I I played with Phil Pleat today, uh, same genre. So two 72s to yep. in the group. Uh, Phil Pleat, uh, recent nominee or uh, soon to be inducted, inducted. into, the, into yeah. the Hall of Fame. Um, they just announced the class, the second annual yep. ever class of of the. Uh, oh, is that new? It is. So last year was the first year of the Hall of Fame. Who was the first class? I don't have all the ones, but I know Bob Milkar is in company. Tony Locke. Oh, Um, fantastic. Tony and his wife out here supporting the event like they do every year. I appreciate that. Um, And Phil, I mean, we all knew Phil was going to be the Hall of Fame. I mean, 20-time NHGA champ. That's incredible. That's literally incredible. So anyway. But anyway, I played with him and... and, uh, I don't consider myself to be one of the longer guys in the field, but I was, you know, well by Phil and Cam. I think Phil will be the first one to tell you at sure. this stage of his of sure. his career, he's sure. not long. In fact, you would be considered short. But my and point you would is, also argue that it, this would be hard course for him. Sure, but to my, reinforce <laughs> your point. But my point is, like, he navigated around. He made it look really easy today. I only saw him play one hole. Play nine, totally bogeyed nine. Didn't play all, he, all day long. He bogeyed nine to shoot even par. Right. <laughs> Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. He was two under, I think, at one point on the back nine. That's awesome. Uh, 
He's a legend. First bowl so was 18. Legend. Well, you put him on your uh, your uh, Mount Rushmore of New Hampshire. How Alfred. can he not? Yeah. How can Phil Tweet not, not be on that? Just no, I'm, I'm mentioning that you yeah. did it. Can no, I? Can no we, I have a can great I ask what those story. what that was? Well, I don't remember specifically, but obviously Bob Milkars. We're going for so the modern Mount Rushmore, and I did not include some of the older guys, but yeah. the modern Mount Mount Rushmore to me was um, Pleat, Arvanitis, Steckwich, and Milkars. Okay, because Leonard's on it. If you go way back, right? In the day, so right. that was sort yeah. of yeah. right as an old man pre-time. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. the the modern Mount Rushmore to me of. My I think sort of pretty incredible, yeah. New Hampshire yeah. competition, that's which that generation. goes back. And now yes. what happens in the next generation? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Did you just call yourself modern? <laughs> yeah. uh, I, 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 actually, I think I did. All right, congrats. Yeah. Congrats. I'm not sure I know. You dress, you dress <laughs> hip. You're, you're a hip dresser. I give you that. Most, you most, that. Pe- most people um, go from where they around when they started <laughs> to whenever. Like uh, I saw something in the paper. We've got a... Not a Harmon Killebrew reference, but it was. Uh, there it is. Minnesota the over and under was Minnesota 20 minutes. Twins. <laughs> 20 minutes. Are you big twins guy? Is, or this is. No, no he no, mentioned no. Harmon Killebrew, and, and I said How it. How does that happen? R- that's what I said. I said How? nobody ever listening to I, this podcast would think Harmon Killebrew's name would come up, and yet, I was, because I, I, I mentioned that, I was, he now I was thinking, feels talking obligated. About short twins? Guy, yeah, short swat guys who could really hit it far. In golf, and I said, you know, like Short a Harmon Killebrew. Short guys who really hit it far. Right. <laughs> he's only far. Carmen Killebrew's only five foot ten. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I was Jake Obar. Guys like that. <laughs> Jimmy Connors. <laughs> Jimmy Connors. Oh, there's history there. Ty yeah. would love the story, but go I'll ahead. tell you later. Uh, off the air story. Anyway, I was going to say recently, people have been making their the worst, uh, hate most hated person in Boston sports is Kyrie Irving. After the last week, oh, but those are people who are younger and don't remember Sidney Wicks and when he was in. So, it, it, right. as you're right, it goes by generation yeah, to generation. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, um, so uh, curious guys. So day one, we're only through the morning wave. I'm looking, and it looks like seven overs approximately along the cut line. Thoughts relative to what you think tomorrow's cut line? I think, I think Tyler's more curious. Your answer, Brett, than you are concerned <laughs> because he is. I believe right around that number. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing number. 56 or so, 57, but I don't know. If I'm trying to remember uh, the last time the stadium was here. We were you and I, we had history, earlier. yeah. We made a run, Brett. Didn't you make a run? Uh, I you made it run, I right? I made it one match further than Mr. Peters. <laughs> Brett, I lost to the same person. Yeah. No story there. But we anyway, were supposed to play together, but he lost this? a little yeah. earlier than I did. Uh, anyway, um, I think the the cut was one fifty four ish. Yeah, I think it's going to be higher, uh, and it might be. I mean, the green again, the greens are firm, which means that you got to hit it in play, and you got to hit a lot of greens to score. Right. So, I would say that whatever the cut line is, or the project, projected cut line is today. Tomorrow is going to be similar weather. It would be a good representation of what it should be. A little bit hotter, it's, a little bit more wind. I I believe as a local. Okay, but the wind will offset. The ball's going to fly a little bit further I think tomorrow. That's true. So, um, I, I think. But it's interesting. The, the, We're just looking out be, the that, window. That by actually the way. might be a negative in the, terms of hard and fast. Sure. The you guys had you guys no had rain, no right? wind today, right? Limited, limited wind. Look at right now at the window. That's yeah. at least a stroke or two of wind. The, the general rule is you double it and then add one. I agree. So, so if 78's a number, if 78's it's, a it's number, 157. 157, sure. That'd be a good number. See, so. I picked this seat where we are yeah. specifically so I could look out the window and watch the guys teeing off as they're going off. That's down a lot of wind, actually. You got, honestly, to Scotty's point. And then I forgot way harder than I was from Brett and I. Um, when you're playing okay, the course, 
when you're playing the course uh, and the wind becomes, in this place in particular, as you get out to the point with the wind, how do you play it differently than if it's not a factor? I think... Or do the, you? The, the point holes... Uh, which are, what are the numbers? Well, it's 11, 11 12, 12, 13, 13, 13, 13 14. 12, 12, 12 those, and 14. Those holes are difficult to begin with. So right. I teed off on 10 today, and my tee time was 8.33. So it was the third hole I played, and there wasn't a lot of wind. It was a tough hole. I mean, it was it's the longest hole in the golf course. And, yeah, uh, I would argue 12 might be easier right now than when you play because it's downwind. I don't actually uh, but right? also the, the fact that... Um, I just don't, I think you're going to make bogey on that hole most of the time that. you play it anyway. So it's, it's n- maybe not that big a factor right. on that particular hole. Right. Some it's of the safe. other holes, um, uh, 16, I think, is is a... Um, well, 17 is going to be hard because you're into the wind. 16 is going to be challenging. 18, 15 16, will be hard because 15, of the wind. Sure. So. 18 was a breeze today, Scotty. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> Guess who birdied it? <laughs> Got lucky. Got lucky. <laughs> um, but no, I think I think it'll be interesting to see. But I think one fifty six, one fifty seven is be the uh, right, right around the cut number, which is so. Last night right. we were t- I went out for a practice round late afternoon with with Matt King. Let Kevin. me guess, nervous as all get out even yesterday. Uh, no, because really? that was a typical cocktail okay. round for us. So. Not a boy. It was Ms. Matt Keen, uh, his dad Tom Keen, Chris Pollitt, who's p- playing today, sure. Kevin Delaney, who's playing today. Yep. Fun. We were, l- we were the last group off, right? So just just shy of four o'clock, and we went out, and uh, all the guys actually agreed because I didn't know. I have no experience with like sure. what the number is going to be. Sure. And Matt's been in the game. Tom has been in the game. Chris has been in the game. Kevin's been in the game. They've all played state ams, and they all said. They all thought 79-79 actually might get you in. Hmm. So that's, that was their perspective. So so how does that affect someone? You're on the second day. Say you you got the number and you think well, we it's going to be 178. Right. He shot 78. How does that, does that change the way you I play? Or Scott would argue that that's not that shouldn't be changed the way you play. Right? Am I putting words in your mouth? No. I, I, would, I agree it shouldn't. I've been in that situation many times where... You're a bubble guy after day one, and you go out there and you make a couple early bogeys, and all of a sudden, hard. all you're of a sudden, it's in the back of your mind. And I, 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 I would argue about it. I would argue that the hardest thing to do in golf is to shoot a number, right? Someone said, "I'll give you a thousand dollars if you shoot seventy-eight or less." Yeah, and, and it doesn't really even have hard. to be a low number. Sure, it's just a. Number. Could be eighty. You know, right. whatever it is, right, eighty-two. But. Uh, It'll be hard, hard to play without having that in mind tomorrow, to your point. Right. So, Tyler, uh, you know, my recommendation, having been in that situation before, is go out and play the way you did on the back nine today. Right, right. You know, yeah. and then you can coast in. Yeah. You know, so you probably start on the back, right? I start on the back tomorrow, yeah. Do, do you find the back nine to be easier here than the, the back's more nine? comfortable for me, for sure, yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I kind of agree with that. I think the back nine, there's maybe a couple more birdies, even if it's into the wind on... 11 and Totally 12. fine with it being you in the wind. You can be down the wind on yeah. 17 and, and, you know, some of the other holes coming in, so. I always used to think of it on day two as I had 18 little, like, matches or holes within, you know, yeah. it's, it's not so much 78. Is yeah. that, is all I'm trying to do is, if I start on 10, I'm just trying to hit par 10. I can't, I can't worry about it. You know, I'm just playing 10. Right. Sure. And I, then I just play 11, and then I hopefully it adds up I like to something that. good. I like but that. But let's simplify yeah. it, right? Let's not get caught up in the end. 
That's and just so I'm not like I'm really new to the golf world in terms of like competitive golf, right? And I love playing it. Yeah, you're teeing off ten tomorrow. Just gets, play ten. Get your old yeah. juices flowing. But yeah. it was in everyone that is a friend of mine around here who's just rooting for the sure. the, the home underdog was like, don't make big numbers. And today it was like, I didn't make more than a bogey. Yeah. And so it's like, don't make more than a bogey. And right. yet, you need to also be prepared for when that does happen. Because yeah. it very well could. I'm saying it will. Big time. I'm just saying. Big time it could. Yeah. It could have been a heartbeat. Because you don't want to make that big number and then all of a sudden realize, oh, look, the executive director's waddling over here. There he is. Got a um, new haircut. The point is that yeah. you may have to deal with that adversity. So, <laughs> Is that a hairpiece? I mean, Schmidt. <laughs> Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Matt's here. Matt is here. You can. You need a piggyback off of us. Yeah, come on. No, I should go back to work. And <laughs> <laughs> grinding out there. Is it getting windy out there? The, I mean, we're just looking at these Audi flags right here. Audi, by the way, of Audi of Nashville. We were giving you props for your uh, big low uh, green shirts, Notre Dame green shirts. <laughs> we thought it was a Notre, Notre Dame. Dame green, but it's not. By the way, they they propped up Notre Dame. That's impressive, dude. What was the occasion? I didn't. The occasion was your was your pr- academic prowess. All right, we're grinding to a halt here, yeah. so we're going to yeah. continue. Sorry, I brought the show. You <laughs> said you're an English major, but I don't know what happened. I should uh, mention that uh, uh, the new voices here with us are Brett Wilson. He shot 72 today here at the State Am. And uh, Tyler Kelly, no Y, no E after before the Y. Uh, he's from Portsmouth Country Club. He shot 78, but he came in at 36 after the jitters kind of went the away, went away a in bit. his first ever major tournament. And Scott Peters is here, of course. I had today. my first ever bogey free round at the um, <laughs> State Am today. So, 11 years of playing in the State Am, I first bogey free round. I thought you were going to say the, pit, uh, the putt putt. No, I make bogeys. I want to call Mr. Peters my life coach, but it concerns me in a few ways. (laughs) (laughs) As it should. As it should. Uh, The other thing we were talking about, uh, trying to play for a number on the second day, you can get yourself in trouble doing that as well, can't you? you, Well, that's the point. I think the best point is you were talking about trying too hard. It can't be about the end. You have to forget about that. It has to be about the beginning. I think if – I can't remember which of you guys was saying it. If you can limit your mistake to a bogey, Right, you can bogey a third of the golf course and correct. shoot seventy-eight, which is correct. The bubble right. number, without right? a birdie, right? right. So without a birdie, right? So, so that's you know, you, you you can basically make, and it's kind of easy to make a bogey. It's kind yeah, of hard to make I, a bogey I, at I times too. Mm-hmm. But if you limit your mistakes mm-hmm. to bogeys, you, you can get around okay. Totally agree, and yet and, and then my maybe, point to Totters was, you don't want to make a double, but it, but you might, right? Sure. And you might, and sure. so. That's okay too. Yeah. Well, a double isn't the end. It just means you've got a sort of. It's a course correct moment, though. Like it is. Breath. Yeah. Let's go. No doubt. Can't do that again. And what percentage of the golfers that are playing here are playing a tradition, uh, a typical state am, on that second day in that situation? Don't play it like you know. Don't uh, don't play it whole a whole shot by shot, but are more likely. So so I would put it this way. You know, you remember we talked about how. Uh, I think Brooks Kepka, Jack was the first one to say it, and Brooks Kepka. And it applies even to our little level. I mean, it's we're not playing in the U.S. Open. One of your fellow members. Right? Thank you. Um, but what's interesting to me is that they say that half the field eliminates themselves. Sure. And I think that applies here, right? Meaning there are a bunch of people who this is overwhelming to and that that they have a hard time playing the way they normally play day in and day out because of 
the challenge of playing under this heat and competition. And so, in many ways, I would tell someone like Tyler, half the field's eliminating themselves. Right. So you're really only competing against I, a smaller group, and that, and that if you just simplify the whole thing, before you know it, a par on ten that oh, so all you're trying to do is play ten, then you're just trying to play eleven, and all of a sudden all these pars add up to something that's pretty good. And so it's. It's it's sort of the one shot at a time thing, which gets clicheish and all that. But the ultimate point is, it can't be about the end. It has to be about the beginning and just plotting your way along and letting it add up to something good. It's got to be about the moment too. Totally, totally. I will tell you this: last year, obviously, it was up at Hanover. These guys competed. I sent Scotty a text after day one, which was a Sunday last year, because I just. I love these guys, right? These guys from the Upper Valley. And I was rooting for him so hard. And I said, hey, come on, you got this. Like, And he's like, I do got this. Right? He, he knew he had it. But it's just it's different when you go into totally competitive different. golf. He it knew is. day two was a grind. And then he made it. He made the round of 64. And, and it was and, so cool and to make the, it. The, the key part is, and how many times have you made put together a reasonable round without your game? Right? Meaning... That we all play, when you play well, you play well, you score well. I mean, that's easy, the, right? That's the yeah, no big deal. There's different ways to shoot different numbers. Totally. And 75 is not 75 is not 75. You can oh, go out and hit totally the, different. You can hit, go yeah. out and hit the ball great and feel like you, you know, uh, underachieved, fettered it away, and then you can go out and you can scramble and you feel like 75 was a major victory. That's right. how I, you know, and you walk away happy. Right? Yeah. Right? yeah. I played poorly. But I was really happy with what I shot because I didn't have my game. And that's what it is, right? It's about getting it done. It was like Justin Rose at the U.S. Open on Saturday when he couldn't hit the green. Right. It's a good example. I mean, he was he. I was a weak moment I just had, but I'm just giving you a prop here. That's a good example. Right. I was going to go with Harmon Killebrew, but I stayed right, there. there you go. And I'll go with the local guy, right? So we were just talking to Jamie Ferullo up at the bar, and he said, right, he literally shot, I think it was two over, maybe 74. Mm-hmm. I apologize if I misquoting your score. He could have been 67. Right. And that's a guy who literally, right. and he's a competitor, right? He's going to be in this mix. He's sure. been in the mix every year in the state AM. He's in the mix in the mid-AM. The player's invitational. What a great New Hampshire player. He's in the mix. No and He doubt. was disappointed in his 74, right. to your point. Like, you know, that's another reason golf is so much different than other sports. Um, you can lament, like in basketball, you can lament missing a big shot at the end of the game. Boy, I wish I made that one. But you don't go, most people don't go through the whole game figuring, all right, I missed a shot here, I missed a shot here, unless it's a layup or something. In golf, you can sit there and go, I missed that putt there, that was a four-footer, I should have had it, that was an easier shot. And you can go through the whole round and think you could have saved four or five shots. No doubt. Or in my case, But the beauty of this format and this tournament is, we've said this forever, Brett, right? There's really only two things, either you're in or you're out. And so what I mean by that is, they take 64 people from the qualifying and make match play, and nobody cares whether you're 63rd or number two seed or whatever that is. Either you're in or you're out. And the, so, the 64th seed is beating the medalist a number. Of times. Absolutely. Look at last year. The guy who won the title had to take. Um, yes. Paradise. Some, uh, he, uh, Baines, two extra uh, holes. What's yeah. Baines' two extra first holes. name? I, I don't Robert know. Baines, Timmy Baines. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He probably should have filled out his application when he was there, right? <laughs> oh, okay. Bad, bad side note. But literally, no, Baines took him to the 20th hole. That's the whole point. On the so first round. And then Paradise went, just wiped the field after that. So right. as, he, right. as, as Baines, you see here, Baines after the first round and all player. these tales of woe, Timmy Baines is such a great player. Yeah. Right? It's either you're in or you're out. And that's really all the mindset of of the better players. All right, here's an I remember last 
Tuesday afternoon, uh, last year, Tuesday afternoon, we were both out. Yes, we were. <laughs> yes, we were. <laughs> and I was planning to have you on the air on Wednesday. <laughs> but uh, these guys, uh, Brett and Tyler, were kind of handicapping what they thought Craig Steckowitz would shoot yep. today. You said highest 74? I think, no, he said 74. I think even par. All right, Another, even par. Well, uh, two for us. Right now, hey, you want two I'm good. <laughs> Uh, right now, he's two he's under, good. and the You're leader the in the tournament at the Moor, in the medal play yes. right now. Steck, so. Steck turned it two under? Minus two, yeah. Which is, uh, I totally think that's, I, I saw him, uh, so I was here on um, I'm sorry, was Steck Friday. Was two under? Yeah. Nice. So I was here on Friday, and fr- uh, Steck holds a Friday game here, traditionally many Craig years. Steckwich, for those who don't sorry. know. Sorry. Shankowicz. Yeah. Yes. Brett calls him Shankowicz. I've never seen him take a shot, so I'm going to call him Steckwich. <laughs> Uh, literally, traditionally, one of the greatest New Hampshire players, he's amateur on Mount players Rushmore. of all time. He's on Mount he Rushmore. really is, and he's played in he's played in U.S. tournaments, which is incredible if you think about that. Like reaching that level, I followed him around at Dairyfield when he beat right. Phil, Please. right? Which is awesome. So I'm a Manchester guy, I'm a Manchester right. West guy, right. so I I know him from that area. I saw him tee off with Mike Flynn, who's a two time State Am champ, went pro, came back, great family, Flynn family from Dover. He teed off on Friday in the noon game and I was just putting around just here for an hour and he just hit it I was like he's good he's good like he hit it so good down one from the backs I was like he's good he's there and I, I'm really rooting for Steck because he's what a what a what a what a story that would be, right? Well, I mean, he's twenty a great years after his last great two time champ person. he's solid. I agree, totally agree. Where was his other Is one? Charming Fair and Dairyfield. Oh, so we did the hometown Charming advantage. Fair. Is that candy now? Yes. I don't even know if it exists anymore. Does it exist? No, no, it's, no it's, I just drove by it on my Is way over here. Yeah. yeah, I just drove by it on my way over here. Yeah. It's, it's in yeah. fine shape. Nice. I but wouldn't I, know. But except I still I'm call a it Charming Fair. I just hear research this stuff. <laughs> so, um, all right. I, I want to go to two areas first. Let's all right, let's talk about the course one more time. In in are there favorite holes or favorite collection of holes? Barrel, go with you first. Here at Portsmouth, do you have particular ones that you like to play, or are there particular ones that you play well on for some reason? I think the par fives here can make or break your round. Um, I played the par fives three under today, uh, and I was three over on the par threes. The par threes are difficult here, and the par fives—I I won't say they're easy, but they're where I think you can make some. They're gettable, y- y- exactly. You can make up for some other sins on the golf course uh, with the par five. So um, I would say that uh, in match play, the par fives and the par threes are going to be where a lot of the matches are decided. That's Yeah, I mean, you can't disagree with that. Um, the wind is going to be a factor in terms of the par fives. If it's in your face on four, it's a different hole. If it's in your face on four, that means it's helping you on seven. And then going back out. If it's with you on 11, that means 14 is going to be interesting. If it's in your face on 11, that means 14 is really hard. So the wind the wind helps you on two, hurts you on two for those two par fives. And so to Brett's point, I think the par fours are relatively going to play. They can move them 10 yards or so, but the par fives are where they, these, these guys of Brett's caliber can get four strokes if they're, if they're on their game. So do you play that, Brett? You mentioned uh, how the par threes and par fives are going to be the difference makers in match play. Do you uh, play the course differently, or do you play more specifically to the guy you're playing once you get into match play? Uh, match play is very situational. 
Um, so if you have the honor, um, doesn't matter if you it, get a, it, it a quadruple bogey. It, if you're going to lose the whole, sure, anyway. sure. Right. I think you can be far more aggressive in match play than you can be in stroke play. And um, you know, the first couple of days here, you're just kind of trying to plod your way around the golf course, for lack of a better word. And in match play, you can um, you can be aggressive. Um, and a lot of these, the, the greens here don't have a lot of slope in them, but they have a lot of subtleties. Great word, Brett. Subtlety. Total uh, subtle reads. And um, in match play, I think you're going to see a lot of guys having five, six, seven foot putts, where in metal play, you got to be careful. So you're trying to kind of baby it in the hole, or in match play, you can you go a, for it. You got you to make it, or you lose the hole, or you win the hole, or... Uh, so you can be a little bit more aggressive. I, I so. think the word situational is perfectly phrased in the sense of in, in stroke play, it's not really situational because you're playing the hole and, and, and par is your, you know, whereas in match play, yeah, you're playing the hole and par, but the reality is you're playing your opponent. Right. And so a birdie may not, it may, may have a hole, but a bogey right. couldn't win. I mean, it, sure. it just, so it totally depends. And the, I think that the, was exactly the eight, right. The eighth hole here, I remember um, the last time the stadium was here, I can remember winning that hole in two or three matches with a bogey. It's a it's a difficult eighth hole. hole. Yeah, hundred percent. They played two thirty one today. Yeah, eighth yeah, hole would has to play four, any four plus from yeah. a percentage. Sport. No doubt. To me, there's similarities here, not the water per se, but there's similarities between Manchester Country Club and here, in that I've always found that at Manchester the par threes are troublesome. Not quite as bad. It took out a lot of trees. How so about the new? Third hole at Manchester, that par three. When you get to the back tips, yes. it's two forty-five. Right. With bunkers in the front. But Very you can impressive. make a, Dave would but not know that two forty-five yardage. Mr. Larvey. Yeah. Oh, I, I, actually, <laughs> last time I played there was with Larvey, and well, he, he won got, that number. I, he, hit he, like was a, he hit a seven iron, I think. <laughs> no, <laughs> sir. No, no way. That he laid up. That hole is <laughs> short that new hole at Manch from the back is. Uh, Mr. Larry, if you're listening, we got to bump it up a little bit. <laughs> it's a long hole. Yeah, but all I'm saying is, but the par fives are places you could score. Although with some of the changes now, they're they, they're longer as well. But but Donald Ross, God bless, right? right. But anyway, right. that's uh, just thought that's similar to me. Um, are there are there specific holes? I mean, you said the par fives, but are there specific holes that you look to score in in score on or? Just go for birdie, or you just play it. Um, you know, well, I mean, like how do not play. four? But I think it's where the wind's running. Of course, I think, I think of four course. Is one, when you force one of those before holes. you tee it up here, I think of four, eleven, fourteen as holes that, that you should ever and and um, seven too. Sure. Actually, sure. The par fives well, are the holes you think. I think two worst of case scenario of, you're gonna have a, a short I think that's shot. Good, Scotty, and two of the four typically depending on the wind. So right. if you're gonna get two of them or the other two, right, depending on the wind. So it's always that, and I think. Yeah. I think. Um, I watched uh, one of the guys in the group ahead of us pump two balls in the water on the fourth hole. So mm. I think I took a little further right. Cautionary line, yeah, more conservative <laughs> line <laughs> off the team. The leader in the clubhouse, Ryan Quinn, right, played so good. He made a f- he made a, p- a five with a dropped. On, on four. Oh, no kidding. He hit it left, and I, he knew it. He knew it, too. He goes, I, yep. t- I tugged it too far right, to your point. Yep. Hit the little peninsula there that yep. rolls out. And I said, he goes, you think it's alive? I go, well, it's too hopped. It's either alive or you're dropping. Right. And, but he saved the five. 
Well, you still, it's yep. aggressive, and I was 40, 40 yards <laughs> to the right. Did you make five? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't and, that funny, right? Play, that's an eight but it's, a, it's a really good player versus yeah. an average player, yeah. right? And that's how we play the whole but, so, And yeah, back to what Brett said about you can, uh, uh, there's there's many different ways to make 75 right. or a five on Good that point, sure. Really good point. <laughs> um, before we go, I want to ask you about players and who, who to look for in the next couple of days, just your thoughts on it. Uh, I mean, I should mention this again. I want to thank Golf and Ski Warehouse for being the presenting sponsor of Preferred Lies. For the best selection, service, and savings, swing by by Golf and Ski Warehouse in Hudson, just up the road in Greenland and West Lebanon in New Hampshire, and a little bit farther up the road to the east in Scarborough, Maine. Learn more Proud about snack. The, go there about there the great go. offerings at Golf and Ski and get directions at GolfSkiWarehouse.com. Um, Coming in, I mean, I, some people don't want to talk about other players that are in or not, but coming in, who do, so I'll go to you, Scott, since you're not playing to this year. Who do, you, who do you look to be in the mix as we go toward the end of the week? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll do respect. In it's the, hard not to think yeah. my dear friend to my right is, but and, look, and, 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 I, I, and I got Tyler coming, oh, I'm, coming big. But and trust me, I'm not concerned. I, I love this stock, so please. All right. Well, then you don't. Then I'm not offended by this. Scott won't tell you who my picks have been in the majors. So, on this so show. the instinct when you think of Portsmouth is you think of length, and so for me, the first thought is people who hit it farther will probably have a little bit of an advantage. Um, that being said, I don't know a lot of the younger guys as an older guy, but I mean, look at someone like Jamie Ferullo who hits it far, who um, has been in the quarterfinals how many times? A lot more, right? more so uh, than anybody else. I think I believe in the last three or four five times. Years, right? yeah. Mike Mahan hits it a mile. Sure, so, sure. so uh, of the guys who are more of a mid-am age, those are you know, Jim Silly, probably not as long. Um, you know, Steckle has a chance because it's his home course, but so length, sneaky good, though. right? So sneaky good. Um, but I would defer to how many times has Steck won the st- club championship here in the last five uh, years? I believe like he's four? only the nine or ten. Right. Is it no, really? In the last couple, I don't know, but nine or ten so, overall. So those jump to mind, but. So uh, tell me, like an Eric Evans, I assume was from Eric Portland. Evans. Sure, could be another one. Um, I mean, there's a lot of home guys playing. Gillis is a. To I, me, I don't, I don't know. You tell Matty me. Keen gave him a great run last year, right? Matty Keen gave right. him a great run at Hanover. To me, um, it's it's really hard to pick who's going to win this because you have to. You're not going to play. What it's it's an endurance event, right. right? So you start Wednesday, you play. 18 holes, and then you play 36 on Thursday, on not playing 36 on Friday, and 36 on Saturday, 36 hole final. You're not going to play golf, good golf that entire time. So the best player could have their bad round with somebody who's not quite as good playing a good, right. and they, they could get beat. Right. <laughs> and the depth of the talent in New Hampshire today is... A, a lot deeper than when I was a kid, and um, I, I think there are. You know, when I was a kid, there might have been ten or fifteen people that you could look to and say, with certainty, one of these guys is going to win. And I think it's you have thirty to forty-five people that could could conceivably so win. So anecdotally, I'd, I'd like to sort of throw this out, which I read this, um, and this is sort of near and dear to me. But I read this over the weekend. I was shocked, absolutely shocked that. The last person from the Seacoast area. Think about that. I think I read there are 40 players from the Seacoast area in this event this yeah. year. The last player from the Seacoast area to be in the finals. How Steve long Cronin. ago? 
wrong. How is long it ago Mr. and who Mike was Pierce? it? It was my brother Mike in 2005. Pretty, you lose to Craig Sears? So Sear? 14 years ago. Who did you lose to? Lost to Craig Sears. I read the article, yeah. So, you know what? So, my first player, thought, two, two just thoughts. Just like you. My brother's player. a great player, but I mean, two thoughts come to mind is A, I laugh when I think he's referenced as a Seacoast player because, right. you know. But he is now. Totally is, right? But I was really shocked with all the great golfers in Seacoast that not anybody in the last 14 years made the final. Now, to your point, that's not a reflection. Anything can happen. Totally. And yet, with the amount of very good golfers in this area, it seems to me that there's going to be a Seacoast player that comes through this week because it's their course. It's the Seacoast area. It's the course. There's too many good players. So I think that's going to change. But I was I was surprised by that. Yeah, you? sure. I mean, I, I might have said Steck, right? From so what I, I was said. shocked it was my brother. I mean, in 14 <laughs> years, no, I knew he I read the article, but I so I knew. But I mean, I didn't know otherwise. But think right. about that: in the last 14 years, not one player from this right. area has been in the Where finals. did you read that? Seacoast Online. Oh, uh-huh. What, so what? just a re- <laughs> reflection. I was his caddy, so clearly. <laughs> I've not won this thing, and I'm clearly shouldn't be catting for anyone in the final. But anyway. yeah, but you read putts like that. <laughs> you read putts way better than Lance. <laughs> so let me ask you: you, you played last year. You played in Hanover, which yeah. is the home course. Yeah, one of your home courses, but the home, a home home course. Yeah, yeah. Built into your DNA. Uh, how much of an advantage was that for you, or was it? I think it's a double-edged sword. To be honest with you, I I def- definitely felt. At least for me, and I don't know if Tyler feels the same way or, or even Brett for that matter. I felt a bit of a pressure being the home course guy. Um, you know, I, I, I'm fairly known in a small area, whereas I'm not really known down here. And so for me, I felt that pressure. And, and Actually, uh, you're a legend everywhere. You <laughs> yeah, you're right. Just Honestly, ask me. True, true enough, though. You are. You are. My point is that I, I felt. But I understand what you're saying. I felt a pressure at Hanover that I w- did not feel it. Any other state am I played in? I played in I think eleven, and I've never felt the same pressure at Hanover that I felt in the other ten. So there's a higher expectation, right? Uh, And I've played, and there's a visibility thing, right? I've played the state am at Kachiko, where I grew up and was a member of my whole life, and I played the state am at Golf Club, where I've been for the last several years, and there is an increased level of pressure. It's and, and, and if listen, I may, everyone's rooting for you at that point. And right? if I sure, may, you don't want to let anyone down. But more than that, also there's a desire, right? Of course, there was a desire. Of course. So not only was there pressure from the outside, but there was pressure that you're put putting on, on yourself. Sure. Because I feel like I know this course. I should be yeah. able to beat anyone on this course. Correct. And totally. and if you know, so there's right. that whole dynamic. He's a that six is, or seven-time Tommy Keen champ, <laughs> which relative yeah. to like. It's, it means something. Yeah. Right. No, it's not meaningless. Well, I'll tell you this. I, I knew he was screwed when Scotty, he lost the practice not, round last year. Why do you say that's meaningless? That's not meaningless, man. That's That means something, dude. Uh, it means so something I'll to give me. you another example. I, mean I was in the final group of the Mid-Am. I've played in one New Hampshire Mid-Am, and I was in the final group. You and where was one? it? Christ, I love and those courses. Club. Your wife's won how many? And uh, nobody likes Brett. Um, so <laughs> facts are facts. <laughs> that nobody likes Brett, or how many? Is <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I remember this. So I'm in the final pairing of the Mid Am at Hanover, and I I swear to God, to this day, part of me wishes that it wasn't at Hanover because I had a lot of people coming up to me saying, yeah. "This is you know, it, it was just interesting." And so 
Well, there's a. I think there is an advantage playing your home course. There's also a challenge and a and a, a bit of baggage that you get that you wouldn't get anywhere else. So there's a bit of a double edge. I'm going to concur with that, and because I'm I'm not the local favorite, right? We I think we have nine guys in from Portsmouth, which is awesome. For out of 156, right. that's a lot. When you see favorite, you mean favorite of the Portsmouth players or the ones they like the best? Oh, I'm actually. He's the 19. He's, he is the guy. He's that the most well liked guy. <laughs> yeah. player, but not the favorite to win the tourney. But I'm behind the first tee. There were six members going, TK, let's go, let's right. go. And, and how I was do you like, not feel that? Holy cow. Sure. This is sure. different. And so think <laughs> and about this. Snappy, snappy. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. many times have you hit a ball off the first tee at Portsmouth? And you've never, and never, never thought felt. about it. Never well, you've thought never felt it. the same way you did today. Never. I, never. I and you'll remember that the rest oh of your life. Oh, my goodness. As Thank I said God earlier. Off. Thank God I'm going off time tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be more people. <laughs> as, I, as I said earlier, there's, there's, uh, there's nothing quite like that first shot off the first tee in golf in, as in any other sport. I don't think because even even in baseball when you're the leadoff hitter, sure, and you're facing it, it's not the same. But again, you know? we've talked about this, Dave. As a leadoff hitter, you're reacting to a pitch. Yeah. yeah. As teeing off in the first hole, you're not hitting the ball until you're ready, until you can sort of figure out a way to pull that darn club back. Right. Right. And, and so, so as an athlete, as these guys are, as much as I'm reluctant to admit that, come as on. an athlete, they react. Reacting yeah. is easier than acting. And I think that's one of the hardest things about golf is and, and you're acting. You're waiting. You, you don't hit the ball until you're ready, not when somebody is telling you you have to swing. Yeah, in baseball, plus you're worried about not getting hit by the pitcher, where it's coming, that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay, golf, so you're, you're that there. guy. And if you're successful 25% of the time. Well, that too. <laughs> you're, uh, you're doing great. Right? You're, you're making you're, millions right? of dollars. You, you, totally. just, you just signed a four-year contract for amazing, $16 million. Less than that, right? Right. Yeah. Less than that. Yeah. How about that guy from Oklahoma State, right, last night? DeChambeau. We should talk about that while we've got these DeChambeau guys. DeChambeau hits an amazing shot in there, makes eagle, and then Wolf for How a nothing about that? for nothing tournament yesterday. I mean, I wow. no disrespect to the three M and right. Minnesota lost between well, they're majors. Trying to get the for a nothing tournament, I thought that was awesome. These two kids, and and we say two kids. DeChambeau's 26 or no, 27, no. so he's not a kid anymore, no, no. right? So, which you could argue. But how he about is. that ball over that the water awesome. swinging in like that? Matt Wolf is he everything is that golf needs. He is and in so many ways, you know, golf is so cookie cutter. You know, you're supposed to swing a certain way, mm-hmm. you're supposed to walk a certain way, and it's talk awesome. a certain right. way, Great. and track man, and this, and got a swing coach, and this. I love the fact this kid is who he is, and he is a, he's going to, I'm telling you, I told a friend of mine on Wednesday, he said, watch this kid, he's unbelievable. Really? And I think Matt Wolf is going to take the tour by storm, not so much because like he's good, but because he's different. Yeah. Well, I think we got to send him to golf and ski because he's got to work on the wardrobe a little bit. In when I've seen him play, it's like okay, yikes. Um, I know we're on a podcast and there's no cameras here, but for Dave Long to reference somebody's wardrobe, I find that stunning. <laughs> I mean, I find that stunning. See, I like to tee it up for Scott now. <laughs> hey, Dave, God that bless was low you. hanging fruit. You don't Dave. think I knew that was coming I mean, back, Dave? Stay out of the sun today. You, your Dave. calves are going to be mid mid riff here, <laughs> Dave. Okay. I, Dave, I got a coupon in the golf and ski in my car if you want it. I will buy you, you, you next hour. Outfit, it's so. on me. It's on Michelob Ultra. Okay? It's on me. New Hampshire distributor. Yep. Right in HD. All right. Mm. Besides a good show. Bada bing, bada bing. That's I'll so take funny. You. All right, so, uh, so all right, we're just about out of time here, but let me. You guys go, are going out tomorrow. What, Brett? What's uh, what's on your mind as you go to the first tee and 
and uh, what's your uh, game plan? Uh, tomorrow, I mean, you're I, in pretty I, good shape. I, I played, I played a good round. Let me out a quick thought before he answers. Before he answers, and and I and I know these guys understand that I'm. This is from a total respectful perspective. Brett and Tyler will have two very different mindsets tomorrow. Brett is an experienced, successful competitor in New Hampshire golf circles. My guess is Brett's not concerned about the cut, and he's not even concerned about. I mean, does medalist numbers even are relevant to you? for you? I'm, I'm, medalist doesn't matter to right. me. So right, so you're just going to play golf. I'm tomorrow. going to play golf tomorrow, and I I, and, I, I and did my job this, today. Right, he's right. in the top sixteen it's by well mistake put because because yep. you can play your way in or out on right. day one. Totally right. agree. With you so right. he's all set in many respects. I mean, unless he. Completely, I can't even imagine a Sarah. So Brett is going to be in match. And you're playing play. with the same group. You're just yep. playing yeah. early. Same group. Right. You're playing later and in the afternoon. Going to be in uncharted territory, which right. is awesome. And, yeah. and yeah, nobody's going to be gonna, cheering he's, harder he's, for Tyler. And he's going to love the emotion, and it's going to be great. Yeah. And it's it's going to yes. be a phenomenal experience. And whatever happens, he's it's going to. You're either going to build on it, or you're going to learn from it. And it's going to be well. And I and all I would say to Tyler is, yeah. and I'm sure you didn't uh, share this is. Embrace it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You've worked you've you've worked hard to get to this point. The game is you're you're a great competitor. Yeah. Embrace well, the opportunity. It's like you said, your family showed up, your friend showed up on the seventh hole, you finally relaxed. Just go in with that yeah. attitude totally. tomorrow and you'll be fine. Yeah. I mean yeah. you have the game, you've proven that with the and, scores and you've already that, shot this year. He'll series. remember tomorrow's round for the rest of his life. Sure. Right? In a great way. Yeah. In a positive way. No, I agree with both these no, guys. Right. I um right. To, it's funny, kind of. You said it before. Like, I have nothing to lose as a guy who's here. We have a, we have a bunch of members who are in it to kind of win it, right? And I'm in it to compete. And God, if I make a miracle run, wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't you love to just get wouldn't the match that be play? cool? You would love to get. Well, that the match was the goal. Play. Talking like assistant, Scotty Fabisak, who's the assistant pro, who's one of my good friends, and I, we love him. And he's he's back now. He's healthy and everything's good. And he texted me last night. He said. He goes, I want this for you. I want this for us. Like yeah. I'm yeah. kind of like the local guy who's kind of going to make a run, yeah. maybe. And so it, all I'm trying to do tomorrow is, if I can shoot the same number I did today, then God bless, and maybe we and then it, and, and then if you get into match play, and you can take happen. your chances anything against happen. anybody anything in the field. Happen, right? But you can always leave here knowing that you made match play, yeah. and yeah. there is something right. to be said about that. In your first, sure. right? It will, will it be your first, or will it be your first and your last? No, gosh, oh, no. Well, I mean, I, I think well, that... the only reason I ask that is because were you doing well, what Scott did last year playing? Cause no, I mean, I, well, I he love had, to play he had North Conway he in had a couple, two years from he now. He had to right? pre-qualify to get yeah, in, so, I, I mean, he yeah. already had to prove yeah. himself right. just tried to three, be able to I've play I've tried here. three times. Didn't I've missed that. the first two. Oh, oh, no, it wasn't the last three years. It was, you know, over time. 10, 12 years ago, yeah. five years ago, and this year. I usually try when it's a Seacoast course. Why not? It's local. Right. Sleep in your own bed. And sure. Exactly. But a couple years, two years from now, it's in North Conway, and Brett and I both like that course. Love I went that up there, We were up there a month ago, and I had a heck of a round up there. So, yep. I mean, you yep. never know. Stuff can happen. So, really, it's just about believing anyway, positively. I, I, I know Brett will make match play. I'm cheering hard for my buddy, Todd. And these are, I appreciate to me, Scotty. this is what New Hampshire Rams, you know, yeah. This is great stuff. So, and we yeah. just wish Scotty Peters is there with us. <laughs> and, and how come he's not? But he's here supporting us. I'm here to support. I'm playing an event the next <laughs> two the days mayor. down in Massachusetts. I think we can get golf. Jasmine Auto Body, by the way, Toby <laughs> Jasmine, in for a thousand dollars sponsorship on this thing. I'm not kidding you. I think that if we ask Toby, him, if you're he listening will. and you never will, but you're in for a thousand bucks. All right. Well, anyway. we'll leave that. I was going to give Scott the last word, but I like no, that no. One. Scotty's, Scotty's, Scotty's getting the last word. Scotty's getting the last word. 
No, listen, I, I think it's, uh, to me, it's one of the fun weeks of the, of, of the year. I'm not playing this year, but I really felt like I wanted to be here today. Um, got my schedule in the next few days where I can't be here next Tuesday and Wednesday. But if I can make it work and these guys are still playing, I'm coming back Thursday because it's a special week. And so, you know, I wish them nothing but the best. And, uh, you know, this is a great part of golf in New Hampshire. And it's, you obviously got your gift certificate of the Golf and Ski Warehouse because you were in Natalie attire today and ready to go. So I wanted to leave it with that. But I would uh, say thanks to you guys. Good luck tomorrow. Good luck the rest of the week. I'll Thank be here and watching and rooting for you as well. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. David. Thank you. Scott, I'll see you maybe probably see you Thursday if you're gonna be back on Thursday. Love it. I'll be around. Thanks, Dave. All right, that'll do it for Preferred Lies. I just should say before we go, the prevent the uh, presenting sponsor of Preferred Lies is Golf and Ski Warehouse in Hudson, Greenland, West Lebanon, New Hampshire, and in Scarborough, Maine, where you can get the best selection service and savings. So swing by Golf and Ski and learn more and get directions at GolfSkiWarehouse.com. See you next time, everyone. Thank you, sir. Thank you. That was good.